material, a material, material. Well, welcome to one last late night talk show with my Youngkin intro. Welcome to the production. Welcome to the show. We have an amazing production plan for you today. Oh my God, the theatrics, the behind the scenes. Get your expectations high for what is about to precede you. But before I jump into that, of course, let me just let me just spill out with the premise that's been happening throughout this entire season. Of course, if you're an age-old listener, you're wondering who I am. Of course, I've taken over the show from the old compatriot who used to run the production. And I'm just a guy, okay? I'm a guy burning with law get out your wikis we're going to law okay let me let me let me just run through everything we know about me so far just so that you understand who i am as a person and understand what's about to precede you okay i was grifted by a nine-year-old into building a treehouse and buying it for my wife she left me while swiping on tinder at this point i then followed them into hell to work on their social media productions i saw the old host of the show leave i became the new host of the show i discovered some things about myself i'm a mathematician at a local university i uh i i am addicted to muppeting sometimes i curve it until i grover i have uh, issues with uh I, I tried to get my first kiss but soon after i then soft rebooted myself to try to expel some of the law and i got my first kiss from an individual called tiny tina who's a benjamin button situation but instead of old to young old to young they're big to small and they're very small so they're also very old i have a next door neighbor called don lucent who i tricked into a religion uh that i had a religion to try to make them a better person uh what else have we got going on here i like the restaurant pachimis i have a table reserved for me there i'd like to order the cold bread with butter uh both of my parents have passed away one of my grandparents has passed away i am currently uh i i changed my name following meeting up with them and i um I think that's enough. I think that's enough for you to understand who I am as a person. But of course, if you are having any problems understanding who I am at all, update the wiki for me. Okay? You can go on there and update it so I know what my mother's name is. I can't remember. If you could update it, I could know who she is, remember, and mourn her. That would be nice. As mentioned there, I'm dealing with a soft reboot situation that then turned into me selling soft reboots door to door. And I think at this point I've accepted the law is a part of me. If somebody wants to add more law onto me, I can take the brunt, the load, the goal. Okay. Give me more, feed me and give my life purpose is what I will say. And in that, I shall say that what you're about to listen to is the most average thing your ears have ever heard. Your eyes are gonna stare forward blankly, your butt is gonna become numb on that bus seat, and your arms are gonna sit either side of your body, not with purpose or cause, maybe fiddling around with your phone, maybe, maybe losing semblance of themselves as your mind goes blank and your world goes dark. I don't wanna say the episode's gonna be bad, but you might become comatose. It's, of course, One Last Late Night Talk Show! One Last Late Night Talk Show! One Last Late Night Talk Show! Just sit down and discuss the news Play a game and interviews Sing us some tale for reviews Watch your clinics on review One Last Late Night Talk Show is starting right now Welcome back to One Last Late Night Talk Show. I'm joined here today by, I mean, do they need an introduction? It is, of course, Susie from the morgue. 
Susie, yes, Susie from the morgue. Pleasure to be here. Yes, pleasure to be here. Welcome. Welcome onto the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, it's been a long time coming, of course. Yeah, you've been waiting, chomping at the bit to get on the show. Right, ever since the very first episode, you told me about it and I was like, well, I've got to come on that. And we kept meeting at the local grocer. You kept saying, "When's t- what, what time? Exactly. When? It's What's like happening? I'm ready. I'm ready this weekend, you know, next week, any time, any afternoon. You're very similar to the next door neighbor in the film Game Night. Game Night? Game Night. Game Night. We don't have to riff on it if you haven't seen the film. No, I haven't seen Game Night. Okay, then we won't riff on it. And that's how the show works. <laughs> is if you get the pop culture reference, we do a little back and forth. We do some banter. But if you don't know the reference... We're out. Sounds lovely. <laughs> Why would we stick with it exactly. and grasp at straws? Yeah, that's right. I mean, game night could be anything as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that's and, completely and neither games. I mean, I like games. Uh, do you love games? Yeah. What type of games do you play? Well, as you know, I work at the morgue. Of course yes, I know. And so uh, it gets boring there sometimes. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, there's lots of games I'd like to play there. Mm, Norton and Crosses. Oh, okay. There's Just lots of blank canvases around. So Just like on the flesh? I mean, at a pinch. Okay, at you a pinch. To. I mean, if you had paper, you'd choose paper. And that's what exactly. you say. Yeah. Whenever a police officer is taking your disposition, whenever they're asking questions, you're like, if we just had more funding, I could write this on a piece exactly. of Exactly, that's what I'm always saying. You know, the morgue, it needs more funding. And I'm here in part, at least, to uh, appeal for that to the public. Oh, you're here with a purpose. Well, yes. Wonderful. Everybody comes on here and they're like, what are we doing? What are we doing, Youngkin? You have a purpose. Why do you think I've been so excited to come on the show? Since very day one, I thought, here's a young man with a show, a show that's going to uh, make it out to all the ears of all the people I need to talk to. Well, what what is it that the morgue is missing out on? I mean, it sounds like paper, general stationery. Paper, for sure. What uh, would change your world? Okay, world? there's one very important thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. What we need is... Just uh, some more logistical systems to sort out the bodies. We're drowning in them. Oh, okay. Like they're just shoveling them in. Honestly, it's just me and, uh-huh. and Marv, of course. But Marv. he's not much use anymore. Who's Marv? Well, I mean, he's 80 years old. He's been working there since God knows when. So he's the idea of... When I picture a mortician, that's a mortician, right? Yeah, I suppose. Like a bib covered in blood. I mean, if you have an idea in your head of a mortician. Creepy German guy. Yeah. Yeah. You've named it. That's <laughs> yeah. Marv yeah, right that's, there. Yeah. That's, I'm picturing it. Yeah, I'll tell Marv. you what, any day I'm going to be playing Norton Crosses on Marv. He's on the way out. Oh, do you tell him that? Well, sometimes we look at each other and we, we share a glance. You know. Yeah, me and Marv. You I mean, know. You're we, doing Norton Crosses on somebody else and you're. And then we look up. Same, such a special connection. Same old Norton Crosses game. I mean, there's only so many variations, aren't there? Yeah, X top left corner. Yeah, exactly. Nord. Sometimes right. I like to mix it up, go top middle. Top middle? Yeah. Well, bold. Got to make it interesting. Bold opener. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll... So I'll, we'll, I'll go top middle and we'll look up, me and Ma. Oh. And then what? Your hands touch or... It's not like that. No, I, I wasn't saying it's like romantic. Anyway, we know he's going to be on the slab soon and he's mm. got some, some bare bits of skin that... Look right for a Norton Crosses game. Prime real estate, as they call exactly. it. Exactly. But, but if you got funding, Marv's body wouldn't be put to use. Exactly. And so what do you need? Let's go back. What do you need? Okay. So all the governors listening out there, all the uh, politicians who I know follow this podcast. I've looked at the statistics. It's all government accounts. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they don't show up on yeah. the feed. It doesn't count as a list of government. So the government must be listening because somebody must be listening. Exactly. If we could just have anybody... With any skill with computers mm. to sort out these bodies, 
That'd be fantastic. What you need is like a bag and tag system. Just. Are any of them tags? Just anything. Because let me tell you, me and Marv, we're people people. Yeah. So the bodies come in and sometimes a policeman will come and take one away if it's of interest. On like equipment or they just drag them in and out? Is the place just like full? Look, there are trolleys, but frankly, they're hard to find. Sure. Underneath all of the, the guff. You want to call it. Well, I mean, you told me some slang before. You said people are the guff. Uh, when they're not tagged, they're called Lucy's. Lucy's. Yeah. yeah. You said we're drowning in Lucy's. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's hard. That's hard. What are some of the other terms that you told me? Uh, well, there's MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Yeah. Wait, but that's more of like a crime thing or like a narrative. Yeah. Oh, because well, you're taking writing classes, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? It's beautiful. It's, what it's I- beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, writing classes. Nothing more beautiful than a writing class. Exactly. You said it's so nice. It smells. Slow spinning's fan. Uh, you know, the teacher's angry because they didn't succeed in the literary world and now have to teach. Please, let me, if, if you don't mind. Oh, you can explain. Yeah, yeah. I'll just take a moment here because, I mean, I know there's lots of ears listening. Uh-huh. All the writers and kind of, you know, the agents out there. Sure. Oh, you also, you all, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you go. I've got a little excerpt. From a story that I've been writing. That's so nice. Okay. In walked the MacGuffin and twisted around with paint on his face and he fell, turning the leaves blew in the wind and for a second the Lucys and the Marys and all those tilly tops, they paused and their eyes turned and they knew the truth. That's, that's from chapter one. Wow. And what does, the, what does they turn and see the truth when they look at the Lucy's? What does that mean? Well, it's the look in the eyes of the corpses. Because when someone's dead, well, they've seen everything they're going to see. Oh, and it's, it's in those eyes. And so they know the truth about their lives. Oh, okay. Deep. Deep. Well, look, if there's any literary people out there, anybody who has like a writing estate or I don't know. I mean, I I was looking at the statistics earlier today. I saw like the entire committee of the Miller Awards are listeners, you know. Uh, I saw that too. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the listening statistics are public. Why do you think I've been so excited to come on the show? (laughs) We have government officials. We have the Montmiller crew. That's what they call themselves. Yeah, that's right. And they're like, again, they're the Montmiller crew. Yeah. I remember the other day, I remember I got out a pen and a quill. A pen and a quill. And I was like, I can't decide. Uh, That's the problem (laughs) that I often struggle with. The door. Bang, bang, bang. Montmiller. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Bang. Door hits floor off hinges. Yeah. They rush my room. They tackle me down to the ground and they just start pouring ink down my gullet. Crazy stuff. Crazy I still stuff. only see black. Yeah. That's why I love them. <laughs> I, I don't see anything but black. I love them for that. I, I mean, love they them. take it so seriously. Mm. That's what I want. And that's what it's about with craft, isn't it? Mm, exactly. Yeah. And it's about, I mean, you give it into your bodies. You give it into your writing. That's right. It's about the passion. The passion. I mean, look at Mark. Look at Marv. Right? Same job, 60 years. You think he's happy? Is Marv happy? God, I mean, is happy what you want to be? Oh. Twist. Immediate, immediate. <laughs> a twist, but it feels like an immediate, like, he's not happy. Let's try to justify his sadness so we don't have to reconcile with it. Look. He's definitely sad. 
let's hope let's hope that that sadness can be okay so we don't have to do like an intervention or talk to him look yeah when you looked into as many dead people's eyes as i have mm. you start to wonder whether happiness is what's important it's true that Mao's probably not happy no, no chance. <laughs> Zero chance. Zero chance. Zero chance. But you ask him mm. if he's satisfied, you know what you'll get? It's a long, thoughtful stare. Ooh. Sometimes that's where, according to all the Netflix dramas, that's worth more than dialogue. Exactly. <laughs> Is if he said yes, bad writing. Yep. There's no nuance. <laughs> right. But if Marv pauses for three seconds oh and his eyes glass over, yeah. Emmy. That's right. I mean, look at Keanu Reeves, even just a blank face. I've never heard the man talk. Yeah, that's right. People just put themselves in his shoes. Uh -huh. That's the genius of it. Huge shoes. Yeah. And that's why Marv's so great at his job. He, mm, and that's, look, I haven't met Marv. I'll be honest. I haven't met Marv. No. I've met you. I know. We have a storied past. Yes. I mean, do we want to tell the audience our storied? It's probably time. Yeah, it's probably time. I mean, everybody's been chomping at the bit. I'm saying that a lot for some reason. They're just, their ears are bleeding. They're waiting for this. So we say it at the same time. Yeah. The first we <laughs> we say at the same classic. time, but it might not be the same. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we the first time. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Of course. Yeah. The first time, first time we, met we met was, was in, in the Copenhagen. Pool. At, at Copenhagen at, Pools. At, at the Pools. At the, pool at the Pools. Yeah. yeah. Winter bathing. Winter bathing. Yeah. I. You. Yeah. Was see, yeah, and that's how the story's different. Exactly. <laughs> that's perspective. The pronoun, yeah, it's yeah. all going to be different. Yeah. Okay, so I, you were about to dive in to the, to pool, the pool, but I stopped you and pointed at the sauna and said, "Sauna first. And I said, "Thank you." Uh, and that's what we do now. We go around, we go to pools during the winter, and we warn people of the dangers. Exactly, yeah. Because you said that 99% of the Lucy's you get through your doors are, are cold touch related. And that's the term, cold touch? Cold touch related, exactly. Cold touch cold related. Cold touch Lucy's, yeah. They've tried to go- <laughs> Cold touch Lucy's. Yeah. It sounds like a cool band from the 50s. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to put that in my notebook. Here we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> I carry my notebook around for my writing. But that's that's what we do. Oh, wonderful notebook. I understand that if you are a writer, I have to compliment your notebook. It looks leather. Yes, of course. And you carry that with you everywhere in case inspiration hits? It's, it's genuine leather. I wasn't going to... I mean, there's a tag hanging off that I could read and ascertain if it's genuine, but I'm not going to do it. I take you at your word. Yeah, I've got my notebook. It's just for writing, though, not for Noughts and Crosses games. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that. that is an interesting. Yeah. Okay. But that's the delineation of pleasure and work. Boundaries. Yeah. Which that, we understand. Yeah. Is when you're doing noughts and crosses on flesh at work, that's work. Exactly. When you're writing at home in your own time, that's pleasure. Frankly, if I fill up my notebook with all the noughts and crosses games that I play, and there are many, what am I going to write my ideas I mean, on? But here's the thing I'd read it. Oh my God. X bottom left. Mm. Thrilling mm. twist. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> but we met. Winter bathing. Winter bathing. And now we warn people about the dangers of the cold. Exactly. So, I mean, you look, if you're a listener in our local town, you've probably met us before. I come go door to door selling people soft reboots, but also I warn them about the dangers of the cold. Also, we shovel snow. Yep. 
Exactly. All things kind of cold-related, cold, yeah. cold dead bodies. That's where it started. Yeah, I think it started with the warnings, and then yep. we went, well, how do we make money off this? Yeah, well, <laughs> sure, exactly. We sell nice coats. Coats. I mean, that's um, obvious. Ice cones. Yes. Which is sometimes confusing, because mm. we're, like, shoveling and providing coats, and we're like, but here's also some other cold stuff. Sometimes, on a snowy day, it can still be sunny, and you can sweat. And you need an ice cone. You do. I mean, ninety and you also tell me ninety nine percent of burn victims in the morgue are snow related burns. Exactly. Where the sun hits the snow, the powder. Yeah. As you told me, it's called. Yeah. And you've taught me so much language. Well, it's my pleasure. See, the radiation reflects off the snow, and it can burn you from beneath. And nobody puts sunscreen under their chin. Nobody. That's a it's never been done. Exactly. Guinness is chomping at the bit. Yeah. They're waiting to award somebody for getting just a spot, a dollop on their chin. Yeah. One day. Maybe they're listening. May- well, they are listening. Oh. They are listening. We've got Guinness. We've got uh, all the government officials. Yeah. And we've got the Montmiller crew. The agents. Oh, the agents. Yeah, the writing agents in the Montmiller crew. The writing agents. Yes. And they're like secret. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I've suspected a few people in our local community of being writing agents. I mean, are we are we allowed to are we allowed to talk about that here? I mean, I mean, I think maybe it's time that we let the people know. I didn't think that today would be the day, but I mean, sure. Let's share our account. Are right, you stuck? Okay, it was two weeks ago. We were at the local grocer. Uh, we walked up to somebody who was polishing melons and we thought that's a suspicious thing for somebody to be doing. I mean, who's ever polished a melon? I mean, not if you're like, if you're in like an old silent film, maybe? Sure. But, but for the last six years, I mean, maybe Marv has polished a melon. Maybe. Look into his eyes, you'll find out. You can see it behind his eyes. Exactly. But this individual was no Marv. Mm. This individual was a young go-getter. Their hair up in some sort of curl, their beanie. Uh, tucked away in their knapsack as if to be hidden from the world. Uh, frankly, suspicious. Suspicious. There was a lot of things just hanging outside of a satchel and each of those items were more damning than the last. We're talking beanie. Beanie, exactly. Scarf with frills. Scarf. We're talking notebook. Oh my God, leather? Leather notebook. Classic. I could see the tag waving in the wind. Tell me, was there a 1920s tassel like that a showgirl would wear exactly <laughs> yeah their knapsack was bursting with tassels burlesque burlesque which we know writers are obsessed with obsessed obsessed i mean look you watch chicago yeah and you're like i mean get these tassels out of my face exactly get back to the murders that's right but yeah we suspected this person and we we didn't confront them at first that's why but we've been blackmailing them Great. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. What a great reaction to blackmail. Great. Look, we've done a lot of cold things in our life. Mm-hmm. The winter bathing, the show, snow shoveling. And now we're trying to get a cold case going. Exactly. So we're trying to do something illegal. By taking with- <laughs> cold action. Yes. And then they can't figure out what's going on because why would it be happening? And then the case goes cold and then we've fulfilled our purpose as... I mean, can we let people know what we call ourselves? Cold crew. We're the cold crew. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> if you ever see the graffitos around the street that say the cold crew, 
You're welcome. That was us. Let me tell you, I've been waiting to come on this podcast a long time. I never thought we'd be dropping the cold crew today. It's crazy I haven't had you on earlier because there was so much news to drop. We had to talk about the cold crew. You had to ask for more funding. Exactly. You've got your writing that needs to get out there. Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff going on with yeah. you. Yeah. Can I can I give you a little excerpt from, from chapter two? Yeah, crush it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crush it. That was a genuine reaction. Yeah, crush it. Go on. All right, I will crush it. As the cold winter winds blew through the Tilly Town, the fourth son of the fourth daughter stood up. A snowman before him, his creation. And he took a breath and let it out. I, I'm freezing over here. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so hot. I got goose pimples. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome to the audience as well. You're welcome. I guess what? Can I let you know something? Tell me. You crushed it. I crushed it. You crushed it. I'm so glad that you're here. And look, we're going to be cutting to a commercial break. I hope you're prepared. I'm ready. All your body? Yep. Yep. Okay, good. Goosebumps all over. Wonderful. Get out your winter jackets because when we come back, the cold crew is coming and brr, there's going to be the breeze right after this, the commercial. Hi, everybody. Today we are sponsored by Genuine Person Leather Notebooks. Yes, that's right. It's the notebook that you'll only ever need one of ever again. It's got as many pages as you could possibly hope for for the rest of your life as long as you only write down your personal truth in it. And we will be monitoring those personal truths. If we're walking throughout the street and you're writing one of our genuine notebooks and we look over our shoulders and witness you playing some sort of tic-tac-toe game or making some sort of stick figure in the corner dance... You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. That's right. But the good news is that there's this, good news. Oh, this great news. This notebook, it will be a relic. It'll be an heirloom. It will be everything that all of your loved ones will ever need. They'll be able to throw out all the other trash in your house. All they need is this notebook because it's got your personal truth in it. And it's not just for you. That's right. Because personal truths can just be for you like a diary would be. But this isn't that, okay? No. This can also be for a Netflix executive. Or, and we're going to go heightened with it, okay? In 2,000 years, the earth is desolated. There's nothing left. Nothing. But a lone wanderer trying to discover their past and who they are and what became of this world. And they see, tucked out from the corner underneath rubble of a small house that contained no other earthly possessions, a corner of genuine leather. Genuine, personalized leather notebook. They pull it out and the truths they read. They see who you were, who you became, that you're dealing inside your nine to five and trying to pour yourself into some sort of creative work that'll give yourself life purpose outside of uh, mediocrity. Exactly. They read it and, you know, they wonder, was this person happy? But that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because it's history now. Exactly. Your happiness is... Is ancient history. Exactly. With genuine leather. Personalized notebooks. That's right. Yeah. Uh, price point. Yeah. We well, haven't decided. So let's just, what do you think? Well, they're going up for auction. Great. how we've decided to do it. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Yeah. We're going to have a stack of notebooks, each one slightly different. You've got to find the one just right for you. And when you find it, it's, st- it's still auction though, and it's silent auction. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to write down your price, yep. and we're going to take all the prices and figure out what's... It's going to be a lot of admin, but we think this is the best way for us to get crazy rich. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're going to love it. We're going to love it. You're going to have a notebook. You're going to have purpose. You're going to have a place to write down. You're going to have a notebook. So stop complaining. That's right. (laughs) Also, (laughs) silent auction, best way to sell something. Best way to buy something. Also, silent auction, shut up. Exactly. It's supposed to be silent. Stop sending us hate mail on paper that could be used for your future. Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) There you have it. Bye now. Bye. Oh, welcome back. I'm, of course, here with Susie from The Moor. Hello, still lovely to be here. Wonderful to have you. I heard you had some announcements you wanted to make after. I mean, well, we're the cold crew. We're back in action. Cold crew. <laughs> but I heard you have some other, there's some other things you wanted to come on to promote. What yeah, was yeah, the, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. I've got a show coming up. you got a show coming up? Yeah, that's right. Oh, wonderful. a little showcase of my work. Terrific. Yeah. Is this your written work or your morgue work? Uh, this... Or your cold crew work, which <laughs> I would be involved with. Yeah, that's right. You'd know about that. So this is this is my morgue work. Great. This I thought is... I was blindsided and about to be on a stage <laughs> doing cold work. Not at all. <laughs> no, wonderful. You're doing morgue, morgue I, work. I, I know you're kind of like the behind the scenes guy in the cold crew. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm plugging a lot of dials, making a lot of calls, sending a lot of emails. Exactly. But please tell me about your morgue work on stage. Yeah. So what it is, is me and uh, Marv. He's coming on too for the first time ever. Great. Yeah, wonderful. that's right. Uh, we, uh, see, I've done a couple of shows already uh, kind of showcasing my work at the morgue, mm-hmm. um, helping to get the word out there um, to the, the people that need to know. And about- what exactly? I understand like the express intention of giving people information, mm. but what does the show look like? Is it a cabaret? Are there tassels? So what we'd like to do is we like to reverse the normal theatre conceit. Sure. We have the audience on the stage. Great. Me. This time, Marv, too, in the audience. And you know what? We're watching you. Great. And so you wrote nothing. Well, this is the thing is that- They should have wrote. (laughs) When you die, then it's our job to watch over you. We have the role of reflecting on your life. That falls on us. Is all of this subtext or is it explained to the audience in the moment or do you just shuffle around some chairs and you just kind of sit there and watch them? Do they know what's happening? They get a set of notes and they're invited to read it. Great. They're invited. Exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. We assume they read it. So if, if before the show or is the show, and I hope it's this, is the show a bunch of people who get into a theater, get told they have to go on stage, they see a notebook, start reading it. And then once the hour is done, they finally understand the context once they've finished the pages. What you've just described is life. Oh. You walk on stage. You don't understand what it is. Holy shit. You wait for your time to be up. And only then in that final moment do you understand. What we're trying to do is we're trying to give people an insight into what all of life is. We're watching because when you land on our slab, we're there to reflect on your life. So our eyes, that's the eyes of the world. You're there. You've got no idea what's going on. And how many people leave early? Leave early, that's not an option. That's not an option. You bar the doors. Yes. Oh, you're still doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know. So, uh, Susie, any place you go, you bar the doors. Well, exactly. Yeah, you go in, you close them up, you lock them down, and you say that. You're like, lockdown. <laughs> My catchphrase, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> took us so long to get here. Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's always so game for a lockdown. I've never heard anyone complain. Never. No. Why would they? Yeah, exactly. You can't- Who would they complain to? You're in <laughs> lockdown. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what a delightful, what a delightful life you live. Well, you know. I know. Yeah. I mean, from our cold crew days. Exactly, yeah. Speaking of, 
and I know this may be a bit presumptuous. Um, I want to expand. Ooh, Ooh yeah, it's yeah, that's a waiting. ghost. That's All a right. ghost. Okay, here we go. So we've been doing a lot of cold stuff: mm. jackets, shoveling, uh, the ice cones, ice cones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the blackmailing. The blackmailing, of yep. course, yeah. of course. The honestly. <laughs> The blackmail has taken up my entire life. Yeah. A lot of listeners of the show know the lore and history of me. You know, sometimes I Kermit until I Grover. Sometimes I'm working as a mathematician, selling things door to door, soft reboot. They know it. Just know that all of that takes up 1% of my time. The other 99% of the time, I'm cutting out letters from a magazine, pasting it down (laughs) and sending it out. Exactly. Hoping that I get a cold case. you're, You're the behind the scenes guy. So you do all that logistics work. I'm the people person. Here's my idea, though. Yeah. I would love to get some Arnold Schwarzenegger lines in. Some like, I, I froze you. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, this is, again, I started with the worst example because I haven't started yet. I'm not sure what to do. I said, I froze you. <laughs> I guess, like, you push somebody into a fridge and went, I froze you. <laughs> or you could, it, maybe if you hit somebody with a cold hand, you can say, cool off. That's, that's what we need, though. Because, uh, a man without a catchphrase isn't a man. Mm. You've got yours. You've got lockdown. Lockdown. I want a cold-based pun all right, let's to we'll, serve my we'll, life. We can workshop this right here with okay. all the people listening. They'll see the process. Okay. And Milton Milliker, if you're listening, yeah. if you want to give an award for this. Exactly. <laughs> it's creative art is what this is. This is creative art. All right. Okay. So cold things. What are some cold things? Just list cold things. Okay. Um, snow. Snow. Ice. Deep space. Refrigerators. Uh, Bose Einstein condensates. Um, slabbed bodies. Yeah. Um, the the late universe. Um, cold rock. The creamery. Yep. Um, jeez. Oh, a breeze. A breeze. Oh. A breeze. A breeze way. The feeling of coldness while your sweat evaporates. And and then what do we do with this? Okay. We've got all these cold things. Great. Which of them spoke to you? Um. I mean, I want to say ice. 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 It's it's simple. Exactly. I mean, it gives it's me- Fundamental. It's nostalgic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> ice is so nostalgic. I haven't had ice in 10 years, but back when I was a kid, I loved ice. You know what I loved? What? Dry ice. Oh, so cool. The way it fogs up the floor. Exactly. I can never find my keys when I get the dry ice. Right. I met my parents, as a kid, I'd get out the dry ice, there'd be fog everywhere. And my parents would be like- can you put the dry ice away? I'm exactly. stepping on your Legos. <laughs> All right. So, and I like the dry element because you're very dry. Great. Yeah. Okay. Don't know how to take that, but sure. I'll take that on board. I'm dry. Great. Wonderful. And then what do I do with that? I'm a dry ice. All right. Dry. Mm. Dry, dry. All right. Ooh, you're making me sweat. You need some dry ice. Okay. Oh, that's the thing? That's just version one. Version Version one. one. Okay, I hated it. There's no bad ideas, but I hated it. Hopefully we can build on it and get something good. I hated it. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. All right. That's fine. (laughs) That's creative art. Yeah, that's creative art. And feel free to say that you hate my ideas too, because that's how the creative process works. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get out your your leather book. Oh, here we go. Unless, I mean, this doesn't count as, I don't know if you consider this art. Uh, But yeah, we can jump on in. Um, What about... um, I'm feeling breezy. Let's get sleazy. Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah how about that? It's got, a, I mean, the breezy, I suppose there's some cold in there. There's some cold. You kind of sidestepped the cold a little bit there. Okay. You've gone around it. Do you want to give an official stamp that you hate it? You can if you want to. I'm going to say I hate it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. 
That's one one for hating our ideas. Let me just say, when I said it to you, it meant nothing to me. But when you said that to me, I'm devastated. Great. Okay. I can't wait for you to give an idea because I'm filled with hatred and rage. And regardless of what you say, I'm going to fucking hate it. Yeah, you go for it. All right. Here today. It's cold, I say. I hate it. But not as cold. <laughs> oh, you're still going great. That's right. This is it's a whole poem. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was, pre- I, was, I was okay. I'll let the predecessors exactly. go away. Go David. here today. It's cold, I say, but not as cold as the universe will be when you're on your way. Wow, that's like a threat. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, it's long. Yeah, that's my note. First yep. note is long. Also, I guess when I think of like the classic. You know, when you now I'm realizing when you say these, it's usually in context. Mm. We said like before, cool off. Mm. I guess if I said that poem, did I push somebody into like a vat of ice? Like what? Where do I say that? I reckon if you've say hypothetical, hypothetical. Of course, everything we say on the show is hypothetical. Say one of your blackmails has gone wrong. Oh, I hope not. And you've had to take somebody to the edge of a cliff, and. You're just about to push them off. Sure. Really scenic. You can imagine kind of seaside, the waves I love crashing, it. maybe some dark clouds, a couple, a, a distant bird. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Good. Yeah. And then I say, yeah. Repeat it again. It's cold here today, but not as cold as when you'll be on your way, I say. Tell what, honestly, with that context, I actually love it. Exactly. And with that context, right. it is so like I could picture it in like an award ceremony. I think we'd win something for this. If you're listening, Montmartre people, then Montmiller crew. Mont- Montmiller crew. Don't break our doors down, Montmiller crew. Exactly. Okay. You can knock and we can accept the award. That's right. You don't need a repeat of that ink incident. And every, do you know every year, not to get away from the cold stuff, no. but I think we found it. Do you know every year we lose somebody to the Montmiller crew? I'm I well, mean, you would know. You're I'm in the well world. aware. Yeah. yeah. You said 99% of them. And 99% seems to apply a lot this episode. But 99% are ice-related incidents. The one other percent is Montmiller crew death. That's right. And we can always tell when they've come in from the Montmiller crew. There mm. they are on the slab. You know, first thing you notice, no space for noughts and crosses. They've already played all over the world. Not an inch left tree. And they've played with their permanent ink. That's the villains. Doesn't wash out. And tell what's weird about them. It's always a draw. Mm. Always a draw. Like they've all studied noughts and crosses and played so much that they can't not draw at this point. Exactly. It's it's like they know, first of all, that there's a limited number of possible games you can play. And furthermore, I don't know. They always start in the same corner. Hmm. Mm. Like they think it doesn't matter which corner you start in or something. Yeah, but now thinking about it, it seems like they always just play kind of the same game. Same game. It's like X top left. Like it's the exact same game. And it's like there's no fun in it for them anymore. Yeah. And I guess that's what happens when you join the Montmiller crew and you become a part of the literary world is language stops having that special spark for you. I mean, when I started out doing Muppeting, the... The amateur side of things is what really got me excited. You know, Kermit on one hand, Grover on the other. They're going at each other. They're just innocent days. But the first day, Jim Henson got litigious and tried to shut my shit down. 
The fun was gone. The fun was gone. Because I'm part of the industry now. Next thing you know, it's you and Jim Henson on a cliff. Some dark clouds in the distance. And I'm what? Reciting the end of a poem and pushing them to their untimely demise? That's not what you got into muppeting for. It's... (laughs) There is blood on my hands. There should be puppets. I think we need to do a call out right now. I think we need a call out. That's right. And this is why you came on today. That's one of the many reasons. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So the Montmiller crew Mm -hmm. and all those who would turn hobbies into jobs. You know who you are. We ask you today respectfully to stop. And that's it. Just stop. Just stop. Zero repercussions. Yep. But if you continue, huge repercussions. Just enormous shit will rain down upon you. We will find you. Oh, my God. Let's just say I've got... I mean, look, I said before, 99% of my time doing these cold cases, I've got stacks of cutout newspapers waiting for purpose. Holy shit. All of them want to have meaning. You could be that meaning if you keep blowing glass and tailoring chairs and <laughs> building furniture for your friends and family. Who do you think you are? Baking sourdough in your spare time? Disgusting. Come on, guys. Come on. We know what you want to do. You want to exclude us from your shit. That's right. So just stop. It's very simple. It's stop. Respectful. I don't think we're crossing any boundaries when we say that. <laughs> At the moment, we've crossed zero boundaries. That's right. But once you cross the boundary... We take a fly and leap over that boundary. Then it's the cold crew. The cold crew is in your gutter. At your door. Let's just say we won't just be shoveling snow. We'll be shoveling a six inch hole for your lifeless body. And that's all I'm going to say. You think I have no connections working at the morgue? You think Marv's never done anything? You think Marv is innocent? That's right. Naive. 60 years he's been doing this. He's seen some things, just look into his eyes. Think about 30 years ago when death stopped. Remember when that happened in our town? Oh my God. There was no death. That's right. Because what? We found the cure. There was that fountain or whatever. And everybody was so happy. But then all of a sudden the fountain got tainted and everybody started passing away. Um, Newsflash, Marv owns a bottle shop. Connect the dots, people. That's right. We're outing Marv here right now. (laughs) And that's why you're here today. That's one of the many reasons. Yes, that's right. Marv actually asked me to come because he's sick of it. He's sick. He's sick of the lies. That's right. He's been going on this long and the eyes, my eyes, Mm. have been on him. Those times when our hands touched playing noughts and crosses and I looked up at him. You could feel, you could feel that spark of death through him. That's right. Now I saw a tear in his eye. I asked him, Marv, Mm. what's happening? And he said, <clears throat> Oh, he always does that. <clears throat> <clears throat> Susie, I can't do this any longer. I can't be an agent of pure evil in this town. I'm turning over a new leaf. I want you to out me on the podcast next week. And that's why well, I'm There here. you have it. Yeah. You're here to out him. Yeah. And he wants to be outed. He wants to go to prison. Um, I think he's already made his peace with it. Yeah. Uh, he's picked up a cell. He's picked out a cell. He says, I want to go here. Um, they're making a lot of specific uh, allowances for him. Mm. He's going to get four square meals a day. Uh, they're going to give him plenty of time out and about. I think he's getting a free personalized notebook, which could also be yours. Wow. That, yeah, it could be. If Listeners out there, you could be getting swag. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all you need to do to get the swag, and I mean, this is a part of this, is- 
you just need to do a few simple steps. Mm-hmm. You need to, first of all, call join the cold crew message board. That's right. Yeah. We've got our own discord. Yeah. And, uh, Hashtag brr. Yeah. We'd Twitter. love to see you there. Uh, you do that. And you'll receive further instructions. Uh, <laughs> yep. And they'll be written how you expect they're going to be written in letters cut out from a magazine. That's right. Uh, and you do that, further instructions. I don't want to spoil the further instructions. Maybe we should give people one more hint. We should give people one more hint because yeah. you need a hint because yeah. you're going to get lost. Look, if you're not technologically savvy, and that's fine. I'm not that great at computers myself. No, I you did, can't categorize yeah, anything. Exactly. No, we no, we no. wouldn't have the body problem that we have. You can just be at the town square at high noon, three days from now, mm-hmm. and we can distribute the instructions there. Yeah, we'll be a huge. And I know it's high noon, so be careful out there. We know in our local town, high noon is the time where everybody duels. Exactly. We know, yeah, like town square, high noon, but like wear something safe. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. I mean, and high noon, I mean, that's one o'clock, right? I think that's high noon. I think it's high noon. Yeah. Yeah, it's like higher than noon. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that yeah, makes yeah. perfect sense to me. People didn't understand last time they all showed up at noon and they couldn't find anything yeah. and then everybody died in that door. Because then, I mean, it's the time you want to, you should have lunch. If you have lunch at 12, it's too early. It is a little bit too early. High noon. Come, and also, time. yeah, come having had. Yeah, yeah, totally. Is, you want to make sure you've eaten before you this, have the news. It's not a catered event. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> if people come up to and ask for the catering, we're going to be like... Questions count as a hobby. You're on the list. I tell you what, we'll have a, we'll have one cold hand, but it won't be for catering. You know what it'll be for? What? Smack over the head. Cool off. Cool off. Yeah. Or the long one where we push you off a cliff. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to jump on into a commercial break. Um, previously, you said your body was ready for that, but I just want to check in again. Is your body ready? Oh, wow. Uh, thank you for checking. You can say no, but we'll still cut to break. Hmm. Uh, my body's ready. Oh, thank God. Okay. We're going to come back after this. The break. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Today we are sponsored by Major Marvin's Noughts and Crosses Strategy Book. That's right. Are you sick of losing or drawing at Noughts and Crosses? Because we have the solution for you. I know I am. I, every single time I'm like, naught. That's your mistake. You start with cross. You start with cross. And that's on page one in the book. So you should buy this book. You'll learn that and many other great tips on how to stop losing and drawing at Noughts and Crosses. But it's not just about Noughts and Crosses because it starts with Noughts and Crosses. Exactly. But I noticed that as I started leafling through the book, it started telling me things about my own life. That's right. Teaching me about where to go, what to do, and guiding me towards my true purpose. Let me tell you, it starts with just... Uh, you say noughts and crosses, but I call them X's and O's. And there are messages hidden in those noughts and crosses games. Sometimes the noughts and crosses or X's and O's games that you're playing aren't about what's written on the paper slash and or flesh. It's about winning life. Let me tell you, noughts and crosses, noughts and, noughts and crossbers. Noughts and crossbers, yeah. which is a spin-off, but we shouldn't promote yeah. it here. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, can we let's promote it? Okay, yeah, it's an advanced noughts and crosses it's a, version. It's, yeah, it, yeah. If you really feel like, honestly, the noughts and crosses don't get me off anymore. Noughts and what the was crossbers. it called? Noughts crossbers. Noughts and crossbers. It's more of a, a Swiss variation. I love it. Yeah. I, it. What's good about it? The grid's bigger. The numbers are bigger. Yeah. There's numbers, yeah, and they're right. bigger. <laughs> but as I was saying, Norton Crosses and Norton Crossbers, if you can make it to that stage, are mm. both. Uh, if you can, they're mm. allegories for life. Mm. I remember the first time I read that book. It told me go outside right now, tap the man you see before you on the shoulder, and ask to see the blue room. The blue room. 
And I said that. And he led me down into this hallway. I walked inside. It was a room full of televisions. My mind went blank and suddenly I awoke like some sort of Matrix-like event. That's right. You did all of that and you were still able to figure out where to put that final letter in order to make two pathways to nail you the game. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Is I, I, Eventually, I started fighting against the resistance and, you know, uh, finding love along the way. We got betrayed, but then I, I, I still had this semblance of power inside of me and learned that I'm this heightened being. And in that, only then can you know where an X goes on a page. At that final moment, you've got to live your whole life. Life is just one big Norton Crosses game. I mean, you lost everybody. Everybody. That was that moment when my opponent, they placed something in my way. Mm. And look, I hit rock bottom. Everything had been taken from me. My my family, my friends, all my possessions, all of my, my notebooks, even my ideas. And then you heard that. It was that crow tapper-tapping at your door <laughs> saying, silly putty, silly putty, go into the silly putty. Exactly. And I did. You did. You reached your hand inside. You went through it like through the looking glass. Alice in Wonderland. And I pulled out a ring, a perfect circle. And I placed that perfect circle on my mantelpiece. And every day I looked at it as a reminder that there's always something more to find. Mm. And now you're one step, only one step closer to beating me. Exactly. At the moment, it's 1X, 1O. And we're still... Al, we can go lower. I can lose more things right. to learn where these crosses go. But if you want to find out more about this Norton Crosses adventure and all the other Norton Crosses adventures that have ever been played in the history of the world, then you need to buy this book. Yes, it does go through every Norton Crosses game that's ever been played, analyzes them, deconstructs them, and uh, gives you the opportunity to learn from the mistakes and triumphs of the great masters. And it's, I mean... we. I mean, we even decided on a price. I think we're going to do like a silent auction. Is that the plan? This one is going to be a reverse auction. Great. How does a reverse auction work? So the way that the reverse auction Does that mean we get more money is my concern? It was reverse like we take the lowest bidder or the highest bidder? The reverse auction, the way it works is that everybody comes in and... Love it. Great. That's the obvious first step. Great. They've got to be Thank God. I was afraid everybody leaves because it's reverse. Everybody comes in. And they have all of their worldly possessions. They're only allowed in the door if they have all their worldly possessions. And we know, we check. Yeah, and it's only the person that has the most to lose. Great. That can win. Great. That's it. That's it. It's as simple as that. Yep. Yep, so buy your tickets, show up at high noon. Yep. (laughs) And get an opportunity to get this amazing book. Exactly. Join our Discord and uh, you'll be able to get a little sneak preview of Chapter 1. Of... Marv's wonderful Noughts and Crosses book. Welcome back. I'm, of course, here with Susie from the Morgue. Susie from the Morgue. Lockdown. Lockdown. Oh, oh, the bars are locking up. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, cool off. <laughs> cool off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great, great, great. Um, uh, before we went to break, well, while we're on break, Susie was just telling me that you had some big announcement you wanted to make. Huge. Huge. And you said these are going to dwarf all of the other announcements and kind of, it's like everybody wasted their time listening to everything else. So, as you may or may not know, if you've seen some of my shows. Sure. I've I haven't. been trying for a child for a long time. And I can say here today that I'm pregnant. Whoa. 
Well, I, congratulations. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's very exciting. How many? Uh, three, by the looks of it. Three? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Whoa. What, are you ready for that? Look, I mean, I don't think anybody's really ready to become a mother. I get where you're going at, but like, are you ready for it? Because from the outside, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but I am going to say something. You should you just say it. You've it's, struggled it's a- taking care of just yourself your entire life. Whoa. I mean, you barely get out of bed in the morning. You- I'm mainly the one shuffling the Whoa. snow. I don't want to accuse anybody of Whoa. anything, but yeah. if you had three Whoa. lives on top of your yeah. life, I'm afraid that's a Jenga tower that's going to topple. I can't believe... You waited 40 minutes to drop that. Well, I think it needs to be said. Your life is a mess. I mean, what do you do every day, huh? You go into a room full of bodies. You come outside with me. We go, brr, it's time for the cold crew. You spend all your time looking down in this notebook, writing scribbling notes that doesn't impress the Montmiller crew. I thought the cold crew was important to you. It is important to me, but I think your life could be more. And you're not going to make your life more with stupid triplets. (laughs) When has triplets ever made somebody's life more fruitful? I was hoping that at the end of my life, maybe they'd look into my eyes and I could see my own truth reflected back. No, that's bullshit. Oh, fuck. That's bullshit. They won't see anything. They'll see a dollar bill of what they get from you when you pass. That's what they'll see. And I'm not mad. Okay. The reason I'm mad is because I actually invited you on here for my own purpose. And hearing you of triplets is going to make my purpose kind of impossible. So. Tell me. You've got a huge revelation clearly I, building up. Yeah. And I was really excited and I was really like hopeful and about to tell you, but now you have fucking chip triplets and. I wanted you to join my deep sea band. Wow. I mean, ever since we were kids, we used to watch The Little Mermaid and watch Sebastian play on that crab and lobster and fish. Seaweed is always greener. Where it is cleaner? Can't believe you've forgotten the line. Well, look, it's because I want to write originals. (laughs) I mean, we can't just play the one song. Nobody would listen to us. Yeah, right. I guess it's like that game night thing earlier on. Yeah. Fair enough. Is if we don't know it, we're allowed to bail. Exactly. Yeah. And I look, honestly, I don't know it that well. But we've devoted our lives to this. And we always said one day we'd get out there and our skip, put on a scuba mask, slide backwards off the side of a boat, uh-huh. splash down into the depths, down the marinara trench. Skip, the third member of the cold crew. Ah, oh, I love Skip. He's such a key member. I, I, I mean, can't every, believe we ever mentioned it. Everyone's favourite by far. I do, the best part about Skip is he always brings a packed lunch. I mean, his, his attitude is just, it's so refreshing. In a negative way. Oh, sure. It's refreshing in a negative way. It's like that dark humour that you love. Yeah. Exactly. He's always like, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but naughty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of cheeky. What, yeah, yeah, he's cheeky. Right. He's cheeky. Uh, yeah. So it'd be me and you and uh, Skip. And we're- Down in the Mariana Trench. Yeah. And we're- you know, go where it's leaner or meaner or whatever it is. Look. But if you're going to have triplets. triplets, I'm having triplets. I'm I, really excited about it. I And look, I'm excited for you. Okay. I just, I didn't know that our lives were going on these different paths. I kind of thought we we're going to be best friends forever. This is the thing about life or, or a Norton Crosses game or, I mean, things change. Yeah. Tides turn and, and you think it's cold now. But are you threatening me? 
No. No. Okay. No, no. Just you were saying like you think it's cold now. I think you're going to say, well, it's going to be colder when you're in the dirt or something. But okay. Okay. Just saying that people come into your lives uh-huh. or life, uh-huh. depending how many you've got. Interesting. For, yeah, a, yeah. for a time and then you say goodbye. Sure. Maybe you'll meet them in another life. Oh, it's like that film Past Lives. Yeah, I don't know that one. You haven't seen it. Okay. We don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to. Is that like sliding doors? I've seen Sliding Doors. Oh. We can talk about Sliding yeah, Doors. Oh, thank fuck. Okay. I've been waiting all day. Oh, honestly with you, Susie, it's like, have you seen anything? I spend a lot of time at the mall. Uh, sliding Doors, a wonderful Gwyneth Paltrow I love pick. it so much. I, I love how the fact, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I love how the thing that makes the, the change in the two parts that they go isn't Gwyneth Paltrow's decision or choice. She's not involved at all. Mm. It's just whether a parent grabs their child who's dropping a truck or whatever it is. It has nothing to do with the main character. And in fact, I think we should be following the other character because they're the one who broke the timeline. Ah, the timeline breaker. You know, I love Sliding Doors. I love... What's the name of the guy? I can't remember, but his accent really gets me. I don't know. Oh, it's beautiful though. Shame about Gwyneth Paltrow. Shame. Oh, it's a shame. We get libeled for this. Oh, just like calling her out for her whole deal? Yeah. Yeah, we can. I mean, we were there with the ski guy. We were doing our snow stuff. Yeah. And we were there and we saw Gwyneth Paltrow did it. Yeah, exactly. Like we saw that court case with all the... (laughs) Whatever that court case was, (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow did it. 100% she did it. 100%. We were there on the day doing our cold crew. Yeah, yeah. We saw her there on the edge of the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. We saw it all play out. Yeah. She said her last words. Gwyneth, we've seen the truth of your life. And there's a cold case coming for you. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not admittable in court if we do a funny little bruise sound, exactly. right? Good, 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 good. Okay, well, this is shit. I was having a really good time with you. And I, f- I mean, you said, yeah. Okay, we're, we're, our lives ebb and flow and whatever. Okay. All right, I've got an idea. Great. What if... Yes. For the next 20 years or so... Great. You help out as like a, a surrogate father figure. Oh, oh. And then we do the underwater band as like grey, aging, but wise kind of. We'll, ha- we'll, we'll do a comeback for a band that never existed. That's never happened before. Are you saying you want me to be the surrogate father to your triplets? That suggestion was hidden Within the other folds of my suggestion. It's the only part I focused on. I mean, what are the responsibilities? How involved do you want me to be? Do you want me to help them kick balls and, you know? That would be part of it. Great. I want you to teach them all the lessons that a father might teach a child. I want you to be all that might become a man. Playing on fields, yelling at them for taking too long on the playground. I want you to give them the full father experience. Yeah. Kind of like distant, but intricately involved in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the like, second one they call. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like a bit absent-minded mm. most of the time, but occasionally tries to make a connection, but because he's not practiced at it, it's, it doesn't it's work. clumsy and it kind of falls flat. So all I really need to do is be tangentially related to their lives and kind of just be there. I reckon we should take it a level up. Well, I think you should do that, but then write a book about it that they'll discover in your attic after you die, and then they'll see the real you. Okay, so let me get this straight. 
you want me to, and this is, I, okay, so I just, I, we went into this episode with me explaining that, like, I'm happy with as much lore as we can throw on me, but going forward, the premise here is that I have three surrogate children. Yeah. In raising them, I'm being a little bit absent, but mm. also providing them the story of my life through a notebook they find inside of their cellar. Yeah. And then once after 20 years, when I get bored of them, we go underwater and start an underwater band. Crushed it. Crushed it. You know what? I'll shake on it. Done. Done. Done deal. And that's a verbal contract. You heard it on the show. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, I'm a dad. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Congratulations to you. Yeah, can't wait for the band as well. That's going to be cool. Oh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm waiting for the band. Yeah. But triplets are cool too. What names are we thinking? Ooh, nice one. All right. Well, Marv, that's a dead giveaway for one of them. Of course. Yeah. After your, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I name some people after some people in my life? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have two uncles. One of them just passed. One of them's name was Duncan. Mm-hmm. Duncan. Duncan and Gwyneth. 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 After our we, favorite film. We've got to bring back the name Gwyneth. Of course. Give it another chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After <laughs> it's been dragged through the dirt so horrendously. By the one Gwyneth we know. Yeah. Personally. Per- yeah. We know her personally. Okay. That's good. Triplets. Three. Wow. Thanks for coming on. It's <laughs> been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me finally. I mean, you've I've been, been chomping, I've at, been the chomping bit. at the bit. Just Do you want ages. to? I mean, look, before we get to the show, I'm not just doing this because I'm looking over at the time of the recording going, we probably need like another few more minutes or yeah. like another 10 or so. I think you did say before you came on the show that you had like some other things you wanted to announce. I think there was like, I mean, I see it on your book there. There's like another 20. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 20. Do you want to say yeah, the yeah. other 20? Okay, I'm just going to quickly go through them. Here okay. Wonderful. Yeah. And I'll, I'll count them off my hand. And if at any point you say, oh, I can't read what I wrote down, point to me and I'll say what you wrote. Yeah, I'm right. fully happy to support you. Okay, cool. So okay. I've, I've read a new species of flower by um, crossbreeding a rose and a tulip. It's, cr- it's called a rulip. A rulip. It'll be for sale soon. I've, I've, uh, from that new species of flower, I've developed a new, uh, an entirely new color, um, which I'm selling as a hair dye. Um, which will be available in all good stores. But just soon. as a hair dye? Just as a hair dye. You can't paint with this, kids. No, no. Your fingers are going to stay dry. No paint for those bones. <laughs> it only holds to hair. That's the weird thing about this. Yeah, weird. Weird. Yeah. Okay, that's number two. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, I have been um, doing lots of workouts recently. Uh, I know. Yeah. You don't announce that. It announces itself. <laughs> Thank you very much. And so I will be competing in uh, Gladiator next week. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, immediately after that, I'll be in Alone, uh, the Iceland special. Oh, great. Is that where they throw them out in the wilderness and they yeah. have to survive? Yeah, and you have like a whole series by yourself. Kind oh, of you were telling me about that. You said you're going to sneak on a bunch of cell phones. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, why would I don't want to be alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could text. I could look on the tube. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. So I was going to say something about my book, but I have already mentioned that this episode, so I don't think that should count as one. Um, I... I'm actually a god. You're a god. Yes, that's right. Wow, yeah. like a godfather or a god, like a demigod, like a spiritual. It's like a, a minor god. Oh, okay, not one of the big timers. Yeah, no. What do you what do you look over? Uh, I mean, people's lives. Yeah, I like to see the truth in their lives. Great, um, the god of truth. Yeah, well, yeah, many have called me that. Okay, and many. Yeah, and you're just the latest one. Well, okay, I kneel at your feet. Yeah, well, the- I can't believe I'm having triplets with a god. Yeah, that's the <laughs> great news. I was just about to say that as well. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it's like sometimes in mythology you have someone that becomes like the son of a mortal and a god, but you've become the father. I'm the father of, of a god. Y- yeah, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, congrats. I'll take. 
I feel congratulated. Yeah. Congrats to you, yeah. Mr. God, pleasure. Mrs. God. Pleasure. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, also, I um, I've got new glasses. I they speak for themselves. Yes. You're not squinting anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, so they're letting you drive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I've seen cars around, and now finally I get to drive. I know. I remember you used to just sit on the balcony and point. Yeah. You were saying, one of these days, I'm going to be in that. I would walk to those pools. Oh. Those, yeah, winter bathing pool. Uh, cold walks. Yeah. Because I refuse to drive you anywhere. Yeah, classic. I can drive. I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, believe, yeah, I'm going to make a board game. You're going to make a board game? Yeah, out of the world. It's going to be a variation of Nords and Crossbers. Oh, great. Yeah, Wonderful. I'm doing a double variation. And this is well, out of the world? Yeah, yeah. So it's a variation of Norton Crossbows, but it's an allegory for the entire world. Oh, great. I love board games that are allegories. Yeah, exactly. I'm always like, I, how many blocks do I get? And they're like, no, you don't get blocks. It's an allegory. I love it. It's so much fun. There's nothing to touch. I'm learning to sing. Great. It's really kind of spiritually enlivening. Yeah, I've heard you in the shower sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a release. It's a release. Yeah. There's nothing else to say about that. It's a release. That's right. I, I'd recommend it to everybody listening. Wonderful. If you're out there, hung hummadidi. Give thanks to all the singers. It's, it's what I often say. They're trying their best. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I've been looking into my family tree, which is really interesting. Great. Yeah. What did you discover? Uh, I discovered that I'm related what, to- God. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, God. I'm also related to Ned Kelly. Whoa. Yeah. Lest we forget. Yeah. My hero, Nick Kelly. Is that when we use Lest We Forget? Oh my God. Yeah, that's when we use Lest All right. I've been using that wrong this whole time, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, you would have looked like a fool. Yeah. Yeah, you're using it all wrong. Yeah, yeah I always use, um, what's his thing? What does he say? What's his thing? What's his like? What's what, Nick what, Kelly's catchphrase? Yeah, what's the catchphrase? I think it's, I think it's cold now. <laughs> that's it's going to be even colder when I push you off this cliff. Oh, that classic phrase. He said that when he got shot like 60 times, yeah, didn't he? totally. God, he's so cool. He was poetic. He's the original Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> I've always said that and I will continue we'll to say to it. it. Yeah. I don't know if that was nine or 10. I'm going to say nine. You, you might have that. to do 21. I'm so sorry. Okay. I can't skip the audience yeah, out. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do some quick fire one. Yeah, yeah, you go for it. And remember, you can point to me if you don't have one. I'm happy to jump in. Yeah, all right. I'm painting a picture. Wonderful. I'm, what is it of? Uh, I know you said quick fire, but what is it of? It's of a cliff. Love it. Evidence, don't like that, but also could look beautiful. Ten. I'm involved in the extensive litigation with Gwyneth Paltrow. Wonderful. But we did kind of know that. Yeah, that's true. It's not going well. I guess that's the part that <laughs> that's I dropped. That's news. That is news. So the headline says it's not going well. She has lots of lawyers. I would what imagine. What it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. In both timelines. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. they're both intersecting. Yeah. Some sort of Apparently, God's not exempt from the legal system. It's absurd. Yeah. Okay, that's number 11. All right. Uh, what's my next one? Uh, there's two different people inside of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I can't believe it took us this long to say that. <laughs> you're a god, but you discovered that you're doing like a split. Have you seen Split? No, what's Split? We won't talk about it. Let's go. To no- that was number 12. You go, <laughs> yeah. what's the next one? <laughs> All right. Yeah, my next one is that uh, I've just discovered overalls. Great. They're so comfortable. They speak for themselves. Okay, incredible. You got okay. your new glasses on, you're yeah. muscular, you got overalls. No. Wow. And it's really good because I see you're storing all of your alone phones in there. That's right. 
Yeah. Yeah, one big pocket at the front. I tell you what, it's a real Home Alone call home situation, uh, which I, is a normal thing. I've seen Home Alone. <laughs> You've seen Home Alone? Yeah, we watched it last Christmas. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, great. What do you think of Macaulay Culkin? Because, uh, I realized recently, well, I saw a news article with him, true story. Great. Um, that the mother in Home Alone, he and her, they still have a really special relationship. And That's she, like, nice. She helped to protect him when he gained like childhood stardom. I hear that every once in a while she kind of loses where she is and she just screams Kevin. Mm. Yeah, yeah, checks out. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry for yeah. her. Actually, that brings me on to my next piece of news. Okay, well, we have to... Okay, I'm worried I lost count. That's all right. This I'll, is 13. I'll know when it ends. <laughs> I've got it on my list here. I can tell where I am. Okay, you know where you are. This is 13. Shit. Great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, building off what you just said, uh-huh. all movies are actually just films of reality in different parts of the world. Movie makers, they've been pretending that they write scripts and get actors. They just go to parts of the world and just film what's happening. Oh, my God. Fuck you, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Tricksters. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And what What do they strike for? Uh, well, it's just like they just got to make it look realistic is what it comes down this to. This is fucked. The crap movie makers or the ones that you don't like, they're just unlucky. They're just, just going- Does Mont know? Look, they do now. Okay. Well, okay. You have to go quick because they're going to come. Yeah. Like if you, I guess I've got about six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, left. Got- I better get through this. Shit. List. Okay, they're at the door. Jesus they're at the door. Quick, yeah, come on. Okay. That's thirteen. Go, go, go. Uh, yeah. Um, I uh, really love um, the bagpipes. Great. Yeah. That's news. <laughs> <laughs> Number fourteen. Let's go. Um, whenever I breathe out, I breathe out oxygen. And I breathe in carbon dioxide. So I'm. It's doing- the opposite. Yeah, You're I'm- like a tree. I'm like a tree. Is that why you have that tattoo on your strong bicep? Yes. I knew it. That one of the root. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Actually, I was born with lots of tattoos and they're slowly disappearing from my body. That's number That's number 17. Se- I don't think it's 17. I think it might be 15. 15. <laughs> I don't know whose <laughs> counting system we're using here. It's a bad system. But what did you just say? You have tattoos I, that I are disappearing? I was born covered with tattoos and they're slowly disappearing What do you think time. happens when the last it's one like goes away? It's like a Benjamin Button thing, but except you're going <laughs> old to young or big to small, I go from fully tattooed to not tattooed at all. That Whoa. was a poem. As well. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but so you're you're close to running out. Yeah, that's right. I'm almost at the end. But then my skin will be clean for you know what? Tic tac toe. It all comes back. Okay, wonderful. Can. That's right. Go on the next one. Number sixteen. Number sixteen. You say. All mm-hmm. right. I, I say, but I don't know. Okay, yeah, they're at the door. Come yeah, on, come on, come really on. Here. Um, I wish you could count better. Number so we can get through it. But <laughs> is uh, twist. I'm part of the the Mon Miller crew. What? Oh, that's right. What do you mean? But they're knocking on the door. They're knocking at the door. They're here to save me. From me? Well, you can see my last tattoo is disappearing. Oh, well, they're going to ink you up again. They're here to recover me in tattoos and oh, thank God. give me another, I was, look, honestly, give me another I, century of life. I was worried about the triplets. <laughs> this is great news. Okay, well, let them in. <laughs> Hang on, let me go open the door. All right, go on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Okay, oh, well, they're, they're lasering you up. Okay, thank you, Mont Miller crew. I was so terrified of you since I was a child. You're welcome. Oh, oh, they have such delicate voices. Uh, number 16. Uh, or no, 17. <laughs> 17. 17. Um, <laughs> I always count in the um, base 11 number system. Oh, wonderful. But that's news because it's new. Yes. You didn't used to do that. It's news that people know it. Oh, you've never told anybody, oh, exactly. but in your head, you've always that's done right. it. Yeah, that's right. I was wondering why you're always like 22. That's 22. why I'm a little bit out. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. 
Because you say 17, I think one seven, and then I think that's your equivalent at 18. And Oh, that's so confusing. It's super confusing. Yeah, I okay. wish I didn't do it, but I no, can't I understand. stop. How many triplets do you have? Now I'm concerned. How many are in your belly? Three is less than 11, so it's it's three. It's okay, just three. making sure. Yeah. Just making sure. I don't know if there's other weird stuff going on. Okay, <laughs> number 18, this one. Number 18. Um, yeah, this uh, podcast has actually been my podcast all along. Oh, I was wondering what house we were in. Yes. Well, what's the name of your show? My show is, it's a podcast where I invite other podcast runners to come on and do their podcasts, but it's actually an episode of mine. But it's a trick because I don't know about it. Yeah, that's right. You think it's yours, but it's actually one of mine. I mean, look, I would, I'd feel like I should be swindled, but I'm looking at you and you're you're buff, you're wearing overalls, you're holding my three uh, surrogate children. I'm just glad to be a part of it. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Number 19. Number 19 um, out of still 20. 20. Yeah. Okay. That's really. We can make it out of 19 if you want, but I feel like the audience might feel cheated. Yeah, they but would. we've definitely yeah, done more than 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 19 is that um, this has been the most special hour of my godly life. Oh, really? Yeah. Your podcast. Yeah. Oh, this that's particular really, episode of my podcast. That's really nice. Because we've, we've got a lot off my chest. I've dropped a lot of things that I've been wanting to say all this time. And that's good. Yeah. I mean, you were just like holding on to all this news. I don't know how you Heaps even got around. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I've been wanting to come on the podcast for ages. I mean, you're nearly I've to term. Shopping in the bit. <laughs> you're like, you're nearly, like they're about to come. I mean, you haven't told a yeah, soul. Yeah, exactly. This is good. Okay. And now number 20, I mean, hold your breath, hold your applause. Here, I, mean, I don't want to hide it too much. I don't give you too much pressure, but this, you told me when I reached the end of this book, you are going to give me a piece of news that is so earth shattering. People won't be even understand who they are anymore. Hit them off. Crush it with this news. I'm not Susie from the Moor. Wonderful. And that's been our show. Thank you so much, Declan, for coming on the production. Oh, it's my pleasure. It was a really good fun. Thank you very much. I, I love I love your, your way that you inhabit people and become them. Yeah, it's, it's just a skill of mine. <laughs> and, oh, of course, special thanks to the Montmiller crew. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. And you're welcome. Okay, I'll, I'll, um, I'll make sure I don't mix up my inks. Ha, 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 ha. Threatening laugh. Okay, wonderful. So this has been One Last Late Night Talk Show. If you enjoyed the show, uh, well, first of all, before I do my plugs, let me do my plugs for Declan slash Susie. Is there anything you are wanting to promote? In character or out of character, you go for it. In character or out of character. Um, I don't have any shows coming up, but I'll always promote Info Melbourne as a wonderful group. Um, go along and see some of their shows at the West Melbourne Theatre. Um, yeah, they're a group of beautiful people. Mm. And in my promotions, I will also say, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to say, don't go to Impromobile. <laughs> just to give a good balance out there. So you got one side of the story, I'm the other side. <laughs> if you go, you might see me there. You do not want to see me. <laughs> uh, uh, let me get my promotions out of the way. Uh, check out bigtallboys.com, B-I-G-T-A-L-L-B-O-Y-S. Why did I spell it? Dot com. Check it out, bigtopboys.com, for all the past, present, and future works in Zoo Valley's Crowds, including this very production. Uh, also, go on to like iTunes or wherever you review shows. I don't know where you review them, but I'm seeing a lack of reviews. Okay? I don't know where they're supposed to be, but I don't see them. Maybe so- write a note in your personalized journal for what? your children to find when they die to know that it was a great show. <laughs> I mean, look, if people aren't listening now, I hope they're listening in 2,000 years when they discover the wreckage of your body. Exactly. 
That's prime listening hours. I want to be like Van Gogh. After death, I want to be famous. Yeah, someone will know the truth of your life. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is what I say four times. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> and yeah, and you, I really want you to crush it in your own life. So go out from the show with the moxie and the gusto to reconcile with yourself, to know that you can take the law. You can have as much information, so much information that your brain begins to melt. If you know my mother's name, please tell me. I have been Yunkin, whatever my last name was. <laughs> this is one last late night talk show excelsior okay i hated it there's no bad ideas but I hated it. Hopefully we can build on it and get something good. I hated it. Um, hi, can I get a big tall boy?